Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here, and today I have the privilege of hosting David Espindola. He's a founding partner of Intercepting Horizons, a strategic advisory services firm that prepares clients to intercept strategic trends and converging technology vectors impacting their organization's future. He's also a member of the advisory board at the University of Minnesota's Technological Leadership Institute. As a former CIO, David has developed and implemented global technology strategies to drive business growth and has been a part of the leadership team that delivered a business transformation program resulting in 5x revenue growth to more than $4 billion. Previously, as a consulting leader, he managed large and complex engagements at strategic accounts and sold several million dollars in software services. Before that, David held leadership roles at two fast-growing startups in Silicon Valley. One spun off into a successful business still operating today. The other grew 5x during his tenure, reaching over $400 million in revenues, resulting in a successful IPO. As we turn the corner on COVID and deal with some of the challenges that our businesses are faced with, we have to be thinking about what the future looks like and what our plans to make sure we capitalize on, on that successfully is. And that's what David is here to talk about, how he and his firm, Intercepting Horizons, is helping customers maximize their future potential with amazing technologies and strategies. So David, such a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you, Saul. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, have this conversation with you. Absolutely. And, and you guys focus across many different sectors, not just healthcare, but healthcare is one of those areas where where you guys find a great opportunity to deliver value to to those leading within within the space. Tell us a little bit about your healthcare practice and what inspires your work there. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I work across a variety of industries, but healthcare is perhaps one of the most important industry with big challenges. And you know that in and of itself is, is exciting to us. So uh, to give you some background, I spent about three years working at GE Healthcare as a consultant. And I gained a significant amount of you know, background and understanding of the challenges and opportunities in the industry. Back then, I was focused on addressing the issue of siloed processes and systems. Uh, that prevents you from being able to obtain a 360-degree view of the customer. But I believe that problem is still pervasive in the industry today. And that's why you're seeing you know, companies, uh, information companies like Apple and Google entering healthcare. Well, it's definitely you know, an opportunity to get better at, at, at increasing efficiencies, right? I mean, we're, we're, it, we're so data-heavy now. And, and uh, you know, what we do with that to automate, to, to do things virtually, th- these are all things that we have to consider. What, what makes what you guys do, I guess, how are you guys offering value in, in the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah, absolutely. So let me tell you a little bit about a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to mention sure. here in Minneapolis, where I live, you know, this is a hub for medical device companies, but also for food and technology. Mm -hmm. And so we're putting together a consortium of industry, government, and academia to leverage uh, the opportunity to combine Minnesota's thought leadership in these uh, three areas into what we call a global wellness center. 
So anyone that uh, may be interested in that uh, can get a hold of me. So in terms of you know what we do and and the problems that we're trying to address with healthcare, let me start by saying that you know as we all know, healthcare is broken and really needs a new way of thinking to achieve innovative breakthroughs. So I'll give you a, a, a just a little story to illustrate you know some of the problems we're seeing in the industry. So my sure. daughter was traveling in Colorado. And she had to go to an urgent care facility there. When she came back home, uh, she had to send them her insurance information. But the only possible way that they would receive this information was through a fax. Now, you're a young guy. Do, do you even know what a fax machine is? <laughs> so it's, you know, it's pretty insane, right? Yeah. And, you know, most young people don't even know what it is. I mean, this is outdated 1980s technology that's been abandoned for for a long time. And, uh, you know, in some of the facilities in healthcare, that's the only way you can communicate with them. So, you know, it, it's a problem that the industry- It drives me crazy. I'm and, sorry? And, and it drives me crazy. And, and, some, and you know what? Uh, the, sometimes I find like finance is a, it's got a little bit of that, especially when you're kind of doing money transfers and things, which I get, right? I mean, but it just, it, 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 it's, it shouldn't be that way. Right, right. It should be easier. And, and then if you look at the cost, right? So let me give you another perspective. If you look at the price changes in the U.S. for consumer goods and services in the last 20 years, you'll see that you know, things like household energy, housing, transportation, and food, they've increased at about 50%, uh, at about the rate of inflation. But then you have other items like clothing and cars that have basically stayed flat in, mm. in the same time frame. And then you find other products like software and toys and TVs where the prices have actually decreased dramatically in these mm -hmm. last 20 years. But when you look at healthcare and education, these two items, you know, their prices have more than doubled in this time period, you know, yes. increasing at a rate that's much higher than inflation, which is, you know, simply not sustainable. Another data point is, you know, in 2017, the U.S. spent 3%. $0.5 trillion in healthcare, which represents about 18% of our GDP. And that's twice the average of developed countries. Uh, and unfortunately, we haven't seen the return of that investment. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a big issue. And, uh, you know, you mentioned education as well. And, you know, that's another one that we, we have challenges with on the, on the cost front, you know, bankrupting people on both sides, you know, not, not giving a, a fair start for, for young people getting into the workforce, walking in with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt sometimes. Um, big issues. Uh, so you guys do a nice job of, of, of having that big picture. Tell us a little bit more about what makes you guys different and better in, in, in offering your clients advice and maybe some examples about how you've been able to, to improve business models or outcomes with, with uh, some of your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I absolutely agree with you. Education uh, is another area that really needs to be rethought. And I think, you know, if you look at what's happening with COVID-19, this has been a catalyst for a lot of changes that were uh, way overdue. So, um, you know, we're living in what we call the exponential era. This is a time in which changes are happening at unprecedented speeds. So despite of all the you know, negative consequences of COVID-19, one positive outcome has been the fact that it has really helped us realize 
how quickly things can change and how many organizations are totally unprepared to deal with these changes. It's really been a, a wake-up call that has forced a lot of companies to migrate to a digital model as a matter of survival. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the exponential changes that we're seeing from COVID-19 were caused by a black swan, right? An unexpected event. But we should prepare ourselves for additional changes that will come at incredible speeds due to the exponential nature of technologies that are converging. So what we have done is we have developed a methodology called SPX that helps companies apply a new mindset to strategic planning in times of very fast changes. And this is something that healthcare could definitely use to help it you know, get out of its current unsustainable path. So if you think about the way many companies in healthcare and other industries deal with strategic planning today, a lot of companies are still doing five-year strategic plans. Mm-hmm. But in an era where industries are being disrupted in a matter of months, you can't possibly plan five years in advance. You know, we can certainly set a, a long-term vision for the company, but the actual planning process, the decisions that you make about you know, what initiatives to launch, what initiatives to terminate, that needs to be done on an iterative basis in a closed-loop process that is continuously receiving new information and considering that information. So unfortunately, you know, in healthcare, in many cases, we're still operating with a, an outdated command and control simplistic approach to solve very complex problems. You know, we're entrenched in this traditional set of management principles that are based on thinking in terms of static, isolated mechanical systems, what's known as reductionism. Uh, but the real world is, is very complex and, and outcomes are not necessarily predictable. So what we need to do is we need to adopt uh, systems thinking. And in the exponential era where, you know, these changes are happening very, very fast, you need to be able to solve what we call wicked problems. Mm-hmm. These are the type of problems that are very complex, very ambiguous, uh, and for which there are no prescribed solutions. So the only way to do that effectively is to apply lateral thinking and convergence research. So this is a process in which you find innovative solutions that are not necessarily in your domain. But in order to do that, you know, it really requires leadership that is connected to the edges of the organization to learn what signals are being sent through the edges and then recruit, you know, lateral thinkers, people that can actually connect the dots across domains. Mm, I like that. I like that word, lateral thinkers, because yeah. typically you've got vertical thinkers, right? You're thinking within the silo of the organization. That's correct. Yeah. But, you know, this vertical thinking works very well for solving very specialized, uh, very you know, prescriptive types of problems. But when you're dealing with these wicked problems, you know, the ones that are ambiguous, complex, there's no real uh, right or wrong answer. You really need lateral thinkers that can go across domains and, and really pull solutions from different places and, and put them together in a unique way. And that's part of you know, what we talk about uh, as part of our methodology. Um, so you know, in SPX, which is the methodology that we developed, we're teaching companies how to position themselves to be able to mitigate risk and also leverage opportunities that are resulting from this exponential change that we are currently experiencing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we have a, a book coming out in October where we uh, discuss this in, in detail. But in, essa, in essence, what SPX does is it helps companies identify and monitor horizons, uh, which are you know, the, the changes that are happening very fast. We teach them how to generate new insights through experimentation and then develop a what we call a risk opportunity capabilities map, which allows them to then make strategic decisions about where to invest the resources. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And, and remind me, what does the SPX stand for again? It's strategic planning in the exponential era. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, you know, it's something for all of us to think about. We're, we're faced with challenges today, and we were faced with challenges before. You know, there's, there's no, the, the only change that's happened is COVID. It's been a big change, but what are we doing to think laterally? And, and how are we planning strategically? Something that, that we need to be, be considering as we, as we look to make changes in our businesses that will, that will really help us adapt to what's going on. Give us some examples, David, of what you guys have done with clients and, and some results that have yielded. Yeah, so I'll give you uh, some examples of problems that we have seen. Uh, so, you know, the biggest challenge here is that change is very hard, right? Mm-hmm. And many companies are simply not able to do it uh, unless there is some additional, some, some significant change that, that uh, turns that company around. And what we have learned in our experience working with many clients is that uh, effective change really needs to come from the top. This requires you know, changing the culture of the company, which is very difficult to do. So I'll give you a perfect example. If you look at um, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft missed uh, the most important technology changes at the beginning of the century. So they missed mobile, they missed social, they missed cloud. I mean, this is a company that was just about to go into oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. And they realized that, and they made a change at the CEO level. And when Satya Nadella came in, uh, one of his key priorities was to change the culture of the company. And he has done a tremendous job uh, at Microsoft. And so today, Microsoft is back to being one of the most valuable companies in the world. So you need, you know, in order to effectively make change, you need uh, leadership, you need uh, changes that come from the top, but you also need a, a methodology, right? You need to have a way to do this that most companies just are not able to do it on their own. So it's, it's helpful to have somebody from the outside that can give them uh, a step-by-step process that they can follow. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, it's a great example uh, with, with Microsoft. In, in, in we, don't, we don't have to do it ourselves, folks. You know, there's, there's an opportunity to, to team up with companies like, like David's to, to make an impact on, on these challenge areas that... Oftentimes we're too too much in the trenches and we can't see beyond what's close by because of all the fires and urgencies. Having somebody to help us look at our business, our customers, the market with perspective is hugely valuable. And I'm a firm believer that the best in the world at what they do, they hire coaches, they hire experts, and they and they realize that. And and if you look around you, the those that are the best in their craft have coaches, they have teams like consulting companies to help them get there. Uh, what would you say has been one of the biggest setbacks for you guys, David, 
And, and uh, what was the key learning from that setback? So uh, I would say, uh, again, that the, the key setback is the challenge of making companies change. Uh, we can't do it for them. We can, we can give them you know, the playbook. We can tell them, here's, here's a process that you can follow. But it has to come from within. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is challenging, to, to, to be frank. And so, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because uh, we don't see the changes that we'd like to see. And a lot of times it's because the leadership is still practicing, you know, 20th century thinking. Sometimes uh, we have organizations that we deal with that are based on 19th century management structures that will not survive in this current environment. So that's, that's the biggest challenge is, is how do you make people think you know, uh, in modern terms, in terms of very agile in, a, in an environment that is very volatile, uncertain, with a lot of complexity and ambiguity, right? I think you've all heard of uh, VUCA. Uh, that's the world that we live in today. And if you're not prepared to deal with that, unfortunately, it's, it's going to be a hard roller ahead. For sure. And, and what, what, what excites you most today, David? So I'm very excited about the future. I think uh, we will experience some difficulties in adapting to a fast-changing world. But I believe the end result will be very positive. Uh, so let's you know, look at healthcare, for example. Technical advances that we're seeing in healthcare are just uh, unbelievable. In the book, we talk about several megatrends, and one of them is longer and healthier life. So if you look at life expectancy, for example, you know, we didn't, bring, we didn't break the 40s until the end of the 19th century, but since then, we've doubled our life expectancy, and so all of us today can expect to live into our 80s. And uh, according to Ray Kurzweil, uh, we will soon achieve what he calls the longevity escape velocity, which basically means that every year, we're going to be gaining more than a year in life expectancy. So if you think about that, you know, that means that we're all going to live for a very long time. But it's not just the quantity of life that's improving. It's also the quality of life. So if you look at technologies like CRISPR, you know, the gene editing technology, uh, stem cell therapy, uh, you know, these new advances are opening the doors for potentially treating thousands of diseases. And, and that's very exciting. If you look at telemedicine, that's already here today. And with the help of AI, we'll be able to get much more accurate diagnosis without ever having to step into a doctor's office, right? Which is just a phenomenal. So I think, you know, in summary, I think the future of healthcare technology is very, very promising. But we do need to work on, you know, the management, the policies, and the socioeconomic issues of healthcare that, as we know, are currently broken in our country. For sure. Yeah, no, these are these are some great technologies to to consider and a great opportunity to reflect on our own businesses and organizations. David, what what book would you recommend to to the listeners? So there's one book that I have mm-hmm. read recently uh, called Range by David oh, Epstein. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, David goes into detail about lateral thinking. Uh, he talks a lot about you know the fact that the generalists are going to be 
very, very uh, important in our future. You know, we, we went from a period of time when people were craftsmen. You know, we used to be generalists. And then with the Industrial Revolution, we started specializing. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a movement now where specialization is going to be done by machines, right? So you're going to have AI doing the specialized knowledge work. And what we need is we need humans with human capabilities that are able to connect the dots, that are able to think laterally, that are able to uh, do some of the things that machines are not capable of doing, at least yet. So uh, David does a great job describing that in, uh, in range. Awesome book and a great recommendation. Folks, uh, if you want to see our, a full transcript of our discussion with David, links to the book, links to their company, Intercepting Horizons, go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Intercepting Horizons. And you'll be able to find all that there. David, uh, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you to continue the conversation. Absolutely. So I'll leave you with a quote from uh, Eisenhower. Plans are useless, but planning is everything. I think that is very applicable today to uh, the strategic planning processes that are required in the exponential era. So your listeners can find me at interceptinghorizons.com. My email is david.espindola at interceptinghorizons.com. We also have a conference coming up, uh, hopefully in October. You know, it depends on what happens to COVID. But the conference is called the Contacts Conference, which stands for Converging Technologies in the Exponential Era. And you can find more information at contactsconference.com. Awesome, David. Thank you for that invitation. And folks, we'll leave a link to the conference that David and his team are are putting together to explore this lateral thinking methodology and thinking through the various exponential technologies that could help your business. So David, I just want to thank you again for spending time with us and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Saul. I appreciate the opportunity. 